Hi, this is Dr. Bill Renner. I myself am board certified in internal medicine and radiology. I'm honored to moderate a series of podcasts focused on evidence-based medicine and wellness featuring Dr. Alan Safdie. Dr. Safdie is board certified in internal medicine and gastroenterology. He has traveled the world to lecture on healthcare. Dr. Safdie was the principal investigator in about 300 clinical research studies and the co-investigator in about 900 clinical research studies. We're both still active in medical research. Dr. Safdie, today I want to talk about COVID-19 and vaccines. Uh, The latest Johnson & Johnson vaccine came out today, and there's also some other information on some other vaccines, which are very important. But before I get to the vaccines, I want to remind everyone that it's going to be a while before the vaccines can save us, okay? It'll be some time. So more important than the vaccines, for at least for the next several months, is distancing and wearing masks. Please man up, wear your mask. Alan, what do you think about that? No, I think you're absolutely right, Bill. This isn't going away that quickly. We continue. The more propagation of viruses you have, so if a virus enters your body, it continues to replicate in your body. And the, the weaker your immune system is, the more it continues to replicate and the longer it stays in your body. Each one of those replications has a chance of having a mistake, what we call a mutation. And some of those mistakes make that virus stronger, like a big bulky virus that can go around and get more people. The weak virus mutations, they die off, but the strong ones don't. So the more people get infected, the more mutations we're going to have. So people not wearing a mask is one of the silliest things we could ever do. Uh, Even after you had the vaccine, our vaccines are not 100% protective. Not one vaccine we have is 100% protective. So even though you've been vaccinated, I've been vaccinated, but we still wear masks. Um, You know, and there's no chance I'm not going to because we don't even know that we couldn't spread the virus even after we've been vaccinated. But not wearing a mask allows these viruses chances for more and more mutations. And the mutations that live on the virus's whole goal is get a better mutation so that it can live longer. Um, and the mutations, the survival of the fittest, the best viral mutations are the ones that spread. The weakest viral mutations, no, they're not going to spread. And if we'd been wearing masks all along, Uh, we might not have had as many viral mutations as we had worldwide right now. All right. So let's, let's all wear a mask, you know, and I wear a mask uh, if I'm outdoors riding a bike, Uh, anytime around people in a park, even in an open park, uh, I, I wear a mask and a mask. um, uh, You adjust to them. It's just like uh, anything else in, uh, in South Korea where everyone just, wears masks, they've had um, just a fraction of the, n- of the number of cases we have. All right, Alan, let's go ahead and let's talk about the vaccines. Johnson & Johnson was re- uh, released today. Uh, what can you tell us about that vaccine? Okay, there's a lot of confusion about their data, um, and we'll try to go through that. But remember, we're at the beginning of this. Um, we have, we're not at the end of our research. This is a new novel virus. I mean, we've had 2.1 million deaths worldwide, 101 million infections so far. Um, this is a devastating disease. And, you know, what we're looking at right now, we have currently, there's 78 candidate vaccines. 
20 of those are already in stage three clinical trials. Uh, 11 vaccines have been authorized across several countries. You know, Johnson and Johnson's hasn't been authorized, but this week they will apply for emergency use authorization or early next week, I'm assuming at this point in time. So their data was that, you know, after a single shot, not two shots, uh, and again, you have to, the, uh, the data was after that, it was 66% effective in preventing moderate and severe disease. It doesn't mean it was 66% uh, protective against spreading from one individual to another, just as the Moderna and the Pfizer's were. We don't know that the, you can't still spread disease. But the interesting thing, it's 85% effective after a single shot against severe disease, which is the most important thing. Maybe you'll have viral symptoms, but not end up in the hospital. When we look at just US data, because we didn't have some of these variants, the South African variant here in any great numbers, we don't think at the time the study was ongoing, it was 72% effective. So just looking at the population in the United States, and I would expect that to be slightly higher because you're taking out the South African variant where it may not be quite as efficacious. Um, you know, it is a difference between the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines, um, but this vaccine is easy to store. Uh, it can be stored in the refrigerator, which is really important. Uh, and it's really, you know, we wanted over 50% efficacy. And the United States was 72% efficacy worldwide, 66%. That's great. But 85% against severe disease, you know, I am not discouraged. It's nice to have another vaccine in our armamentarium that will be much easier to administer, to transport, and give around the world. Um, you know, I don't expect this disease to go away for some time. Hopefully we'll get rid of the pandemic. There still may be sporadic epidemics, and this is going to be a lot easier to get to more out-of-the-way places than the Moderna or Pfizer vaccines, which the storage is more difficult and everything's more difficult. But those are 94 to 95% against moderate to severe disease. Um, but, you know, at this point, what we're really worried about is this B you know, it's B.1, but it's the 351 variant, which we talk about, which is more um, contagious. But the mutations in that virus make the virus less susceptible to the antibody immune response, uh, including antibodies from vaccinations. Although they work, the vaccines may work, they may not be quite as efficacious. So people, what Bill, you know, told you at the beginning is wear masks. It's really, really important. Um, in regards to this. Do you have any questions about that vaccine, Bill? Yes. Uh, what about the uh, deaths? Were there deaths in patients that took the vaccine? No, I mean, in, you know, we always exclude, um, you know, for one month after the shot. So you want to exclude um, the first month. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you data that's a month after the shot. So you want to, if you got, if you died a week after the shot, you probably got the infection prior to getting the shot. So we exclude those. Uh, if you died 10 days after you got the shot, you probably died from something you got prior to the shot. But if we look one month after the shot, when you have good antibody levels, all hospitalizations, not just deaths, all hospitalizations and deaths occurred in the placebo group, which is really encouraging for a single shot vaccine. Right. Um, so no deaths, or at least so far, no deaths so far in the immunized groups after one month, which after a month. to me is amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's not depressing. I mean, we're used to these 94, 95% um, data from Moderna and Pfizer. That's after two shots. After one shot with those, um, you know, we're not doing anywhere close to this kind of efficacy. Now, there is a two-shot arm of this. We don't have data. Uh, will we get up to that kind of efficacy with two shots? Um, we're not sure. But one of the encouraging things, be as you just mentioned, after a single shot, one month out. So once you get a shot, you're not protected. You have to wait two to four weeks to get really good antibody levels. Um, you know, all every death and every hospitalization was in the placebo group. Um, and this was not a so that, that, that in itself is just amazing when that when this is such a a deadly uh, a deadly virus. Now, as I understand it, that that uh, vaccine can be kept up to three months in a refrigerator, and you just use a standard refrigerator. Doesn't have to be frozen. Is is that correct? Yeah, we can get this everywhere. Essentially, that you know, I've been to a lot of countries volunteering, and there's some countries that might be difficult because, but you know, we can have coolers shipped to almost every corner of the world with this kind of vaccine. Um, and what we're looking for is, you know, if we can get everybody to take a vaccine that has, you know, 66 to 72 percent efficacy, but more than that, 85 percent efficacy against severe disease, um, we will end up having that kind of herd immunity that we really need. And it's really pretty good for a single dose. It's an affordable vaccine. Uh, it's quite different than the messenger RNA models that we have, where in a messenger RNA model, you're getting RNA that tells your cells to make these spike proteins. Um, so you're actually making the vaccine yourself. This is using a weakened cold virus, an adenovirus, um, to deliver the genetic instructions into the cells to pr promote the immune response. Uh, it's an adenovirus we haven't been exposed to previously. Um, there are adenoviruses we haven't been exposed to. So there's going to be more data coming out with that vaccine. We also have an interim analysis um, you know, some phase three data, some other vaccines that are coming out um, that, you know, may look promising. So it's not just, we're going to have a slew of data. Uh, the Novavax vaccine. Um, yes. Uh, tell me about the Novavax vaccine. Well, we have an interim analysis, not a final analysis. So, and their vaccine candidate demonstrated about 89.3% efficacy. Um they didn't, you know, in the Johnson and Johnson one, you know, they had over 400 and something cases of COVID. So we have really good data on the J and J study. Um, this analysis includes 62 cases of COVID-19, and of those 62 cases, 56 were in the placebo group. Only six were in the vaccine group. Uh, so it is a very interesting, um, you know, something that we have to consider. Um, that, you know, is another thing that we should have uh, in our armamentarium. But, but remember, it's an interim analysis. Uh, we will have, uh, it's only 15,000 participants, so it's smaller than the Johnson & Johnson study. And the United Kingdom, uh, where the trials took place, has already purchased 60 million doses of this vaccine. So they're very encouraged. They also ran trials in South Africa, where we have this kind of variant that makes it less effective. Um, and they also uh, had patients in that identified in the region that they had patients with HIV infection. And even what, there... What data did they have from that? Do we, do we have any information um, from that yet? You know, most cases involve the variant. 
uh, first identified in South Africa. Um, and as, as I understand it, most of the virus in South Africa uh, is the variant. Yeah, is this mute, bad mutation? Um, and there which, we have which, about this, which is also present in the United States. Yeah, we have two cases right now. If you have South two Coast. cases, like if you throw a you know, fishing line into a lake and suddenly you're pulling out two fish, you know there's a whole lot more fish in there. Um, you know, this had efficacy of about 60%, uh, which is still pretty reasonable uh, with the South African variant. And they had some immunosuppressed patients in there. Uh, you know, the rather lower level of protection seen in South Africa is of concern. That's why, as you mentioned, we have to wear masks. We've got to stop the propagation of this virus. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a triple mutant virus. Um, and so we also have evidence that uh, hints that prior infection with earlier variants of COVID-2 may not completely protect against the subsequent infection uh, of this South African variant. So be careful. Uh, there's another vaccine that just got a recent financial boost. And uh, that, that's the one that influx of cash by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation will help the company move forward into phase one clinical trials. Uh, so in phase one's an early clinical trials. And that's a vaccine that could be stored at room temperature for up to one month. Uh, so, yeah, you know, thank you, Bill Gates. I, I am, you know, I can't imagine writing checks for millions of dollars, but I don't think it phases them. Uh, so, but, you know, that's an earlier phase. But because of the amount of COVID in the world, these studies can move quicker than what most studies will. Um, and that would be a really important vaccine that can be kept out of refrigeration for a month. So we have lots of these. Um, you know, we have, um, you know, AstraZeneca's um, vaccine and uh, the European. Now, medicine. Tell me about their vaccine. Well, you know, right now the European, I'm assuming this is an assumption on my part, the European Medicines Agency will likely approve AstraZeneca vaccine this month. Um, AstraZeneca said they will not probably be able to supply as many doses of their vaccine they use as they initially promised, which happens all the time. Um, but, you know, it may not be as effective if we look at some of these, you know, there was a study which was published in the media, I think, three days ago. Um, and German officials were concerned the AstraZeneca vaccine will not be approved by the EU because it's only 8% effective in adults over 65. Um, and looking at what was published in the regular media, that's an error. Um, that's definitely an error. Uh, the reason being that, you know, when we look at the article that was published in Lancet, uh, that basically this was a study of younger age groups. Um, older age groups were recruited later than the younger age groups, uh, less time for cases to accrue in those. And again, if you got this virus right after you got the vaccine. It's not that the vaccine didn't work. It's that, you know, we didn't have the long enough period to study you. Um, so efficacy in those cohorts or those patients because of the small numbers don't really mean anything. Uh, so, you know, don't, uh, don't pay attention up, that, to that. Yeah, that brings up a good point. Let's just, uh, let me ask you about this because people have asked me about this. So, uh, we talk about uh, the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine being somewhere around 90, even up to 95% effective. But 
uh, that's in young people. What about uh, what about people over the age of seventy, uh, yeah. where the disease is like is much more likely to to be fatal? You know, it, it's a great question. Um, a lot of these studies, as you know, the early AstraZeneca ones didn't have enough of the people that over seventy. And I don't just worry. There's a lot of very healthy people over seventy who have good immune responses. But I worry about the people with chronic diseases, um, with things that will suppress their immune system. So immunosuppression, whether it be by medicines that we give, whether it be by HIV in other countries, um, whether it be by obesity, diabetes, other things, um, you know, we start to worry and we know there's always some drop off. Take the influenza vaccine, for example. Why do we have a high dose influenza vaccine for people over the age of 65? Because they get a lower immune response. Um, so don't assume, especially if you're in the older age populations, that you're going to have a 95% efficacy. We don't have the numbers yet to be absolutely certain of that if you got the Pfizer or the uh, Moderna vaccines. Um, but we know that there can be some drop off. It's not going to be like what was published in the media three days ago. Uh, but, you know, Right now, I am concerned that we will probably need boosters, just as we do with the influenza vaccine. You know, you, you don't get a flu vaccine this year and think you're not going to get another one next year. We know there's going to be changes. There's going to be mutations. There's going to be viral migration to different, uh, you know, strains uh, that within that. And so every year, the flu vaccine is modified slightly. And the same thing is going to happen with this. We might have a vaccine. The B117, um, you know, the 117 is not, the vaccine will probably work for, but we worry more about a six-fold reduction in antibody response to the 351 variant. It's the South African. This 351 really bothers me. Um, it's still above levels that we expect to be protective, but it's dropping down. So a six-fold reduction is huge. Uh, but, you know, so we have to be very careful if you're older, you know, Bill, are you going to, I'll ask you this question. Um, not that you're older, but uh, are you going to get, you know, IgG antibodies at any point in time? Uh, yes, I am. I'm going to uh, wait one month and then I'm going to go ahead and get some antibodies. And if they're, they're not positive, I'm going to get another vaccine yeah. or get in line for another one. Yeah, it'd be more like getting in line. Get in line. Uh, <laughs> line at the end of the line because you've already yeah. been vaccinated. But that may be something that we, you know, we don't have those studies. Uh, we don't have follow-up studies to see, you know, remember these studies just ended. Um, we don't have one-year data to know how durable these vaccines are going to be. A year from now, are you still going to have good levels? I have no idea. Um, so we will continue to do updates that we have a lot to learn. Um, that we're at the yeah, the good, the good news is that I think there's a lot more data about this vaccine than others. I know, uh, at Children's Hospital here in Cincinnati, Cincinnati's Children's Hospital, they're recording everyone that gets the vaccine. They have to keep a, a almost a daily log, and they're recording uh, the, the incidence of cases, and, and they're testing quickly for for COVID if patients have any symptoms. So, so we will know. Um, uh, we, we will have more information, but unfortunately, it's it's going to take a, a little bit more yeah. time. We're, but we're, I think. We've I personally think it's a miracle that we got the vaccine so quickly. Uh, you know, it's amazing. And I hope everyone, uh, you know, takes the vaccine. 